0: you like the great outdoors are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery you're in the right place welcome to bow hunter planet it's the bow hunter planet podcast recorded live in the bhp studios detroit michigan with your host team bhp hello everyone and welcome to the bhp live podcast we have myself james nopum with Kevin Conlon, Bob McGee, and Chris McGee. And today we're going to talk a little bit about elk hunting. So, guys, have you ever hunted an elk? Uh,
1: I have not, but it's definitely on my bucket list. But I, I have. Obvious. How'd it go?
0: Uh, great. You got one? It was rifle, about 343, on a score, Michigan. Oh, nice. How long did it take to get that tag? Forever forever (laughs) almost 30 years not surprising chris that's on your bucket Bucket list yeah same here yeah i don't think i'll be doing it in michigan no Uh, gotta go out west Yeah. yeah come on for sure
1: yeah, but if you But taking a
0: Michigan t- I mean a Michigan elk's huge accomplishment if you really think yeah. about it. Oh definitely that's a, one, points, yeah, that's a once all in all a, lifetime once kind a lifetime once in a lifetime.
1: Just getting a tag is a huge mm-hmm. accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I mean if I win mm-hmm. out west, I'd sure want to have somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, and then mm-hmm.
0: since since we need somebody out west that knows what they're doing, we have our friend Nate Zelinski here and he is an expert elk elk guy. And how you doing, Nate?
2: I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself?
0: Awesome. Good. Good. So, Nate, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do if, if people haven't uh, ran across your page or listened to you on the Bow Hunter or the Bow Tech uh, Facebook page.
2: Absolutely, man. You know, I mean, the biggest thing, I'm a hunt enthusiast just like all of you. You know, uh, I'm you know, Colorado, so my whole goal in life is. Uh, western public land big game and we hunt everything i mean elk mule deer pronghorns bears lions you know sheep goats moose whatever we can uh, get a tag for we're uh, we're actively chasing uh, i guided uh, elk hunts for 10 years uh and then now i pretty much just just hunt and do podcast feeds uh just education to hopefully help everyone become a better hunter um you know the kind of striving point from that is, is hunting public land you run into so many uneducated hunters um now I have a passion for uh, educating people, to hopefully everybody's a little better hunter. We can all get along and, and be successful. And hunt.
0: Yeah, definitely. So so like we just talked about, none of us have gone out west really and, and hunted an elk. What, what kind of advice would you give someone like us for the first time that wants to get out there and finally go do that dream and get it done?
2: You know, I mean, I think that the number one thing is, I think it's a lot more achievable than anybody ever thinks. You know, especially being in Colorado. I mean, there's some Western states. You look at Arizona, New Mexico, where it's kind of like Michigan. It takes a long time to draw tags. You have to involve outfitters, um, and it gets hard to do. As we're Colorado, we have so many available tags. Where literally, you got to decide the day before the season that you wanted to hunt Colorado. Drive out here, literally buy a tag at like Walmart, um, and. <laughs> hunting. So oh, it's awesome for the fact that there's a lot of public in and there's a lot of tags available. Um, so that's the, the kind of the, the beauty. You know, if you have 600 bucks for a tag, you can come out here and, and achieve the goal. Um, so that's the number one thing is it's achievable. I think it's going to be a, a long term you know, thing. You got to plan forever. And I mean, to, to make the most out of your hunt, planning, but availability of the hunt is, is open for anybody so i think number one is it's achievable to, and you know start playing make it happen
0: yeah definitely um so what else do we got here guys
2: i think the, the other thing just to throw out there talking about you know how you it done is is have some goals in mind you know I think everybody has a, a different striving point dreaming of the bucket list elk you know do you want to shoot a cow do you want to shoot a bull do you want to shoot you know right. a, a 350 bull a 400 class bull have your goals in mind where you have At least when you come out here, you start planning accordingly. You know, we, as a Colorado person, we have great information to a non-resident or even to a resident. We publish a book called Colorado Outdoor uh, here in Colorado. It talks about the populations within the state. It talks about the draw results. Hey, what's over town or what takes a couple years to draw a tag? So have your goals and then start putting your goals into reality of, you know, Hey, I want to just shoot a raghorn or, Hey, I want a big bull and then kind of start doing your homework. Uh, and you can start pursuing it from that point.
0: Would you recommend someone start off doing archery or should they go for the first one with a rifle?
2: You know, to be totally honest with you, um, I think there, there's an opportunity with each To be honest, you're going to get into elk better with archery just for the fact that you're hunting these animals during the rut. They're very vocal. Um, it's easier to find them. I mean, you know, as a guide, you know I've been a part of a little over 260 elk kills here in Colorado, wow. and I always had a lot harder time with a rifle than I did with a bow. Uh, as far as finding the animals, getting on them. Now, obviously, you get within range, and it's a slam dunk with a rifle as opposed to the bow. You still have a, a big feat to get close, get the the, the shot that you're looking for. Yeah. But generally speaking. During the rifle hunts, the the bulls are broken away from the cows, they're they're independent, they do a lot of nocturnal moving, you're looking at a, a very short window, uh, and without them bugling, it's harder to find them. As opposed to the archery season, I mean, you can literally drive around in the middle of the night, you know, especially when they're rutting hard, and you can blow a bugle or a cow call from a high point, from a road, from a trail, and, you know, if you're on the right terrain, you'll hear them, you know, a half mile away. So it's super easy to locate the animals. Uh, just harder to kill them. But, again, having a, a month-long tag and having the animals be vocal, I think archery uh, definitely opens up a lot more opportunities to the average hunter.
0: Yeah. Is it, so there, would that be a lot of camping, a lot of walking? You definitely got to work on getting in shape, I'm assuming.
2: You know, I mean, it's for what it is. You know, I mean, I, uh, I you know, we talked about this when we were at ATA a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, you got to make I – mean, definitely you want to be in shape enough to where it doesn't kill you. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. anywhere coming from the East Coast, I mean, obviously it can be some rough terrain. Um, you know, there's days where you have three, four thousand vertical feet inclines. Um, you know, an elevation change. So, I mean, you can make it what it is. But if you're a if you're a person, let's say you're you're older and you're you know you're not in shape, I would try to plan a hunt. I mean, again, Colorado we have so much terrain. I would go to a, a western slope hunt where you don't have crazy you know hikes, crazy. Yeah and make it to what it's worth you're the guy that is in shape uh you know go hunt a wilderness area you know go hunt somewhere that that offers those challenges where you're not going to see another hunter you're going to have a lot more animals um things like that so you can really accommodate to that but the the more in shape you are the, the more opportunity you'll probably run into so that that's a, that's a game changer to help you out in that type of situation um but again you can really develop a hunt for whatever style you're looking for uh, with that being said so so kind of keep that in mind
1: what about uh, horseback? Do you do they ever use horseback to get into these places? It's
2: great, you know. I mean, the, the two things that I can tell you that I, uh, I mean, again, every person's self. I mean, we talked to a lot of guys, and our friend at BoTech, Tim Glom. I mean, the guy loves sleeping in a tent. All he wants to do is avoid walking. He wants to walk in one day, stay five, hump by the tent, um, you know, and come back out. Same thing. He wants to get on a horse and go back in. Um, I'm not that guy. I want to sleep in my own bed. I want to sleep in motel. I want a hot shower, a giant steak every night <laughs> to get that done. You know, it's just who I am. I don't like the the sleeping outside, cold. I mean, trust me, I've done it for, for 15 years. I'm not like, you know, um, you know where I'm at now. I'd rather, I'd rather go in by truck, hunt daily, come out daily and, and stay out with my animals. But, you know, hunting with a horse can definitely get you in for a lot of areas other hunters aren't going to be a part of. But the same thing, whether you're camping or you're horseback, it's committing to a hunt. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of hunters don't think about is, I mean, it's just like a relationship. Most of us date for a while before we before we get married, right? Same type thing in hunting. I want to, I want to hunt the whole unit. I want to hunt out, cover ground until I find that one bull. Once I find that one bull, then I'm very consistently and, and you know, definitely. Hunt to that, but so many guys will will go in on the horse, you know, for two days, get set up. And whether the elk aren't bugling, whether you screw it up and they run away, or a bear comes through, if you mess up that type hunt, you're committed, and it yeah. gets rough. As opposed to me being in a truck, I can drive to one area, hunt it. If they're not happening there, I can drive thirty miles to the next area, mm-hmm. you know, in an hour, and get on another. Make the most of it. So I'm personally one that that doesn't but there's pros and cons to eat. Yeah,
0: yeah, what definitely. would you recommend for your uh, your distance-wise for archery out there? What should people be comfortable shooting out there?
2: You know, I mean, it's just like anything else. It's going to come down to the fact of, of being capable for you. Um, you know, Generally speaking, I mean, it's a big uh, – they're, they're not one that jumps the string. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody talks about that. You'll hear guys talking about Elf moving away, but, I mean, they're like a train. I mean, they can be fast when they want to be, but generally speaking, they're butting up. Um, I mean, you can get away with, with longer shot capabilities mm-hmm. just by so jumping it. But, I mean, it's a big animal. I mean, you're killing a 7, 800 pound animal uh, and not penetrate the shoulder blades in these type of animals. Um, so you can't get away with certain shots that you normally would. So I always tell everybody be comfortable at 60 yards. If you're shooting 60, you're going to be on top of it. Um, I've shot a lot of elk a second time. You know, we get an arrow through them at 20, 30, they run off to 100. You bugle to stop them. They're dead. They're about to fall over, but it's fun shooting a big elk. So a lot of times, eighty or hundred yards, but sixty is about where you want to be on that that type distance. Because um, again, they're a, they're a massive animal. I mean, your average deer, you know, there are three of them. So you know, you got to make sure you hit them hard. An elk can can live with one lung, no problem. I mean, you one lung them on a on a severe quartering to you, um, they'll live. They they flat out don't die. We find them all the time with arrows in them, with slugs in them, with you know rifle bullets in them. I um, mean, they're an animal.
0: Hmm. Well, we're checking out your Facebook page. You, notice you just you just got a package from Bowtech. What kind of bow did you just get?
2: You know, I, I'm excited. I got the Realm X. Oh, so I, uh, yes, uh, sir. <laughs> I shot a little bit lighter weight than I normally do when I'm getting ready with my ill-cutting bow and, uh, and just grabbed a 60 to 70. So I'm shooting that new Realm X, and uh, I'm excited about it.
0: Oh yeah, we we shot it here, and we were really really impressed.
2: Yeah, I did I did that live South Dakota mule deer hunt with uh, with the Realm X, and I did another live hunt on a mule deer here in Colorado. Uh, so I got two animals with it, uh, but again. 50 to 60 i've never shot a lighter bow wanted to try it out just to see if i could do it i was planning on holding uh you know forever on some of these eastern plains hunts where you draw your bow and you walk up to them in their beds um so i went a lighter bow so i could hold the draw for for 10 minutes if i had to yeah. uh but now I'm ready for elk cutting i I uh, went back to the 60 to 70 so i'm excited about it nice
0: yeah <laughs> you you like excaliburs too just like us right <laughs> i do i
2: I, I shot some geese the other day with it. I'm getting ready to. Yes. <laughs> hunt with it. Uh, I might do a lion hunt here in the next couple of weeks with it. Uh, so no, I'm excited about it for sure.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about uh, shooting geese with a bow. <laughs> before we it's new Challenge. It's a whole new <laughs> challenge. I,
2: I whacked the heck out of them as they were, uh, you know, sitting on the ice and walking around. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Um, <laughs> but I lost a lot of arrows trying to <laughs> air. Uh, I, I, harder and the biggest thing is i was using the scope that comes on it and it's hard getting a goose in a scope at 20 yards you know uh-huh. I they're coming down i'm trying to keep the scope on them and the second you pull away to lean all of a sudden they're not there it, uh, <laughs> it's a lot harder
1: there.
2: so there's uh there's what goes in it. uh you know thinking about i think my wife might shoot the excalibur on on an elk coming year so uh we're kind of playing with things right now To i, I you know, we've shot elk with everything i mean rifles pistols bows crossbows i mean everything but uh my wife uh, has killed him with a little bit of everything but she's never shot one with a crossbow so i think that might be uh, up on the list here real shortly
1: is that in colorado you can hunt with a crossbow for the elk? we have to do
2: that during rifle season so yeah. uh i in colorado are considered a, a rifle tag uh. so have- Uh, you know, certain special needs, you can get away with the archery tag with that, with the crossbow, Uh, but other than that, it's for uh, for the average hunters who considered falling into that rifle
1: tag. Is there a specific season there for handgun hunting?
2: There's not, falls under the rifle tag. So as far as help goes, we have an archery season starts in late August, runs till uh, basically the third to fourth week of September. Muzzle loader falls for a nine day tag right in the middle of our archery season. So dead smack in the middle of the rut, they throw the smoke poles in there. And then we have four rifle tags um, for the general hunter. You know, there's some other Eastern Plains stuff and some ranching for wildlife stuff. But generally speaking, there's four rifle tags, one archery tag, and one muzzleloader tag. The rifle tags uh, start in a, kind of a premium hunt in early October. Bulls are still bugling, still rutting. Um, that's a five-day hunt. Then it goes to two nine-day hunts for rifles. And then it wraps up on a, a kind of a mid to late November tag with a five-day hunt.
1: You know, Bob and I, we did a... Uh, um a mule deer hunt in South Dakota a few years ago, and I never saw so many coyotes as I did there. Do you guys have a lot of coyotes there and the-
2: We do, you know. I mean, they're uh, they're like any other state. They're on the hit list. We actually uh, we're doing a, a crossbow hunt for a bunch of coyotes the other day. They had crazy wind, uh, and they just kept staying out of range. If I would have had a uh, had an AR or a shotgun or a rifle, anything, I would have just pounded them. But uh, these dogs came in hot and heavy, and they kept boogering them up when I was moving around and kept going out to eighty yards, and I was having a hard time in the wind. Uh, but we do have a lot of coyote problems. Um, you know but I mean like everybody else, there's a lot of ranchers in Colorado. Everybody does their uh, their best to thin the population mm-hmm. and get them hard, uh, but regardless, I don't think you'll ever be able to stay on top of it. I mean they're uh, they're breeding and the lighter that our winners get, uh, it seems like that coyote population just continues to increase. And the light winters are good for everything. I mean it, it helps the elk population, it helps the deer population, but unfortunately it helps uh, helps the predator population yeah. as well.
1: And that's, uh, if you've got a, uh, I know in South Dakota, if you had a a license, you could shoot them. They didn't even...
2: We, you know, we, have, we kind of have all kinds of special regulations when it comes to that. you got to watch what rifles you're using. Uh, but, yeah, if you have a, have a big game tag, a lot of times that's going to fall in with that. And, again, same thing. They're trying to do everything they can to, uh, to promote the, the harvest of that. Mm-hmm. I would say our lion population is more of an issue um, than the coyote population. And again, I'm not going say we're near what the, the South Dakota coyote population is. I mean, we're, uh, we set them down pretty good here in Colorado. Uh, but our lions are, are through the roof. Um, We have great hunting tags for them. It's super easy. I mean, you take a a test online, go to any license agent, you can buy a a mountain lion tag. Um, But unfortunately, you know, you can call them in, you can walk out a trap to hopefully find the kill and sit on the kill, um, or you can call to them. But uh, I would say our our mountain lion hurts big game population more than Jesus.
1: Do those mountain lions take down elk?
2: They'll take down a calf. I mean, they'll they'll take down anything. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, But we see I'm really hurting the calf population. Uh, A lion will kill a smaller cow. Uh, As far as big bulls, I've definitely seen it happen. But generally speaking, I would say a big bull is going to be worn down from a rut. He's going to be wounded. Usually a a, a big, healthy bull uh, doesn't have any effect with the lions. But but the cows definitely do. The cows absolutely do. Um, I mean, these lions are, are hunting machines. They go on the war path. They're uh, they're in trouble. Our lions here in Colorado are killing a, a deer-sized animal. So whether you're talking a young cow, a, cow, a deer, uh, a bighorn sheep about every four days. Uh, oh,
1: he... Wow! Four. And are they're, they they're... hunting at night or are they out in the daytime or?
2: You see them during the day? I would say. I mean, it, it's both. I'd say most of their hunting's probably in the in the low light period of the day. They're hunting at night. Uh, but I mean, I've watched them um, kill deer, you know, broad daylight. I oh. mean, um, they're up. Uh, Whenever that uh, whenever that meal's there, they're taking it. But generally speaking, the lines are laid up during the day. And most of their roaming. Sure. Uh,
1: huh. Well, I didn't even think about that. That'd uh, be an awesome yeah.
2: hunt. A lot of lions, a lot of bears, a lot of coyotes, and we have a uh, we have a lot of uh lot of predators come out. There's a question. What's the
0: cost of a license out of state? License? Oh yeah, we got a couple of questions. So they're asking, what's the cost of an out of state license in Colorado?
2: Six hundred dollars. I got the. Uh, I got the book in front of me right now. Six hundred dollars. I believe you're six uh, elk. You're six sixty one for a bull tag, and they give you a fishing tag with that. You, uh, you get a Trout bull fishing. tag, in Colorado, and a fishing license for six hundred and sixty one. Uh, either sex tag is six hundred sixty one, and a cow tag is four hundred and ninety six.
0: So now, I, we we were noticing on your Facebook page, you got a lot of fishing pictures too. How's the fishing in Colorado?
2: It's good. I'm a, I'm a professional fisherman by trade, so uh, I would say I'm uh, 60% fishing, 40% hunting as a, as a lifestyle uh, 24-7. So uh, fishing is absolutely incredible, so we, we definitely do a lot of that. You know, I will say, too, uh, while people are here, I, I kind of do a lot of you know promotion for this. I don't know if anybody can see the video, but the Colorado Big Game books are out. Uh, in a situation of a hunter not wanting to, uh, to hunt over the counter, let's say you want a, a specific unit, you want opportunity at bigger bulls, less hunters, um, Colorado just did a new license change um, in you know the past 60 years. If you were going to apply for a tag, you had to pay the $661 up front. front. Mm-hmm. And then if you were successful, then you your money back. This year is the, the first time ever that all of our tags, it only costs $3 uh, to apply for a tag. And then if you are successfully drawn, you pay for that tag now. Uh, so all of a sudden now, you know, if somebody has a dream of hunting bighorn sheep, moose, you know, mountain goats, elk, deer, uh, it only costs you $3 to apply for these tags. So uh, it's pretty awesome that uh, somebody can now start planning for the future uh, and get some points and really have uh, the hunt.
1: That's cool. You may have to move to California. Yeah, just, I just picked up a, a new motorhome. It's pretty easy to come out there and find a place to uh, camp and hunt and stuff.
2: And we got so much national forest, I I, mean, I think we're uh we're one of the top in the top five of the country uh for having national forest access i mean there's millions and millions of of, of public land national forest acres where you can camp you know in designated sites camp off the road camp you know anywhere um so yeah it, it's unbelievable if somebody's not ever spent all the battle, uh it's it's unbelievable the amount of public land we have and number one the the volume of good public land. I mean, you look at all these bulls. You know, there's bulls behind me. That's my very first 300-inch bull. And there's a, a right here is a 367, 50, And we got bulls everywhere. All these bulls are coming off public land. I mean, it's not. It's spend time scouting and trying to find the areas. And, you know, you're in shape enough to do some hiking. <laughs> I mean, the hunt of a lifetime. The, you know, some of these people are paying 15 grand for these style mm-hmm. bulls. Uh, you can kill them public land, you know, very easily. Very dedicated
0: jeez bucket okay. list I let's know. go
1: i know what i'm doing that is <laughs> another, good information another trip dave to colorado <laughs> with the motorhome
0: hey i can go yeah, fishing we're I'm all in hunting, i'm sold we got some questions about rules uh, such as like lighted knocks and things like that all, all yeah, that stuff good to go
2: we're old school i mean i would say uh anything that you're seeing anywhere else in the country we're 10 years behind the times um, we are just, last year was the first year ever we were approved for lighted knocks. Um, uh, before that, it was nothing you were perfectly traditional. Uh, you couldn't have any on your bow, so no batteries. You couldn't put a watch on your bow. Uh, mm. So you can now use lighted knocks. Um, you know, but a lot of those rules are still kind of up in the air, you know, depending on where you're at, what you're shooting, things like that. Uh, for elk, you got to have a 40 pound draw weight. Uh, I think it's 35 for deer. Don't quote me on that. 35, 40 pounds deer big game uh you can use lighted knocks but you still can't use uh a lot of the other stuff no uh, range finders attached to your bows uh and things like that so you got to kind of okay. watch all the rules. Uh, as far as muzzleloader i know we don't talk that kind of stuff but that's probably where the most old school so in colorado we can use uh, an inline muzzleloader but you cannot use scopes you cannot use sabots. Mm-hmm. you cannot use pellets. um so they huh. keep us pretty, uh, pretty much on the old school side uh, on all of our hunts out here in colorado
0: what about your uh, rifle, illuminated uh, scope?
2: Uh, on an illuminated scope, uh, it crosses the barrier if it, if it projects or anything. So you can use something as far as like a, a lit reticle. reticle. Um, you can't as far as any sort of you know videos through the scopes or anything projecting mm-hmm. range like that. Okay. Now
0: what about broadheads? Any specific types you can and can't use? or?
2: You know, it has to have a, a single cutting edge. Uh, so you have to have a straight edge. Uh, whether that's a mechanical that opens and it opens straight or you have a fixed head that stays straight, uh, they want a single cutting edge. And you got to have uh, at least, I think, seven-eighths of an inch of a cutting diameter. Okay. Um, I, it might be five-eighths. Don't quote me on that. But I believe it's seven-eighths on the cutting diameter and it has to have a straight edge. Now, there's a lot of guys using blades that, you know, have variation, have, you know, uh, you know serration. I've never seen them, you know, be super caring about it but uh, again as far as the rules go it's uh i believe it has to have a straight cutting edge <clears throat> and it's opening hmm. do they and do you guys I, have probably you know, with- i'm crazy old school when it comes to that stuff i uh i'm all about shooting a, a fixed head bow uh you know i want uh, i want a, a single cutting edge cut on contact mm-hmm. if possible i'm not a mechanical guy uh mm-hmm. just for the fact that you know, you're shooting animal that's you're dealing with thirty inches of mass, thirty two inches of mass to get through the thing. Ribs are bigger, hair's thicker. Um, again, you know, nine times out of ten, all the mechanicals work phenomenal. Um, but it's that one time. What if it's that mm-hmm. four hundred and It's that one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very old school, but I'm all about uh, I'm all about a, a fixed head for sure on these elk.
1: Do you guys have grizzly bears there? Like, you got to worry about like if you got an elk down it. Uh...
2: We, we don't. I mean, I'm not saying that you couldn't uh, not find one. I mean, Yellowstone's just across the border. If you're hunting the northern portion of the state, um, you know, I would say more than anything, we, we have a few wolves coming into Colorado. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say they're a, a lasting population, but they come in, they leave. There are sightings of them. Um, you know, people have seen them, they've ran into them, they've been shot accidentally, um, you know, accidentally type stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, but either way, we, we definitely do have some wolves in and out. Um, I've never seen a grizzly. I, I, again, I don't want to say no. If I tell you, no, you'll probably come out of here. You'll be the one person. <laughs> uh, a lot of black bear, a lot of lions, but, uh, I, am you know, I, have never had a, a fear in the woods. I mean, you definitely, you know, leave an elk overnight in the woods because very rarely do you ever get them out right away. Um, you, know, you will, uh, you will have lions on a kill. You'll have bears on the kill. Uh, so we separate everything. So when the animal hits the ground, we quarter everything up, take all your meat off. Even if you walk 15 feet away, put your meat in one pile, leave the guts in the other pile. Um, we usually, uh, you know, if you if you have a, like a single layer, let's say you have a T-shirt on underneath your hunting clothes, if you leave that that single layer near your meat, uh, next to your meat, that'll be enough human scent to where the lions, the the you know bears, the coyotes won't get near it. So they'll usually always go to the gut pile, of the carcass first. So separate your meat, and we've never. Had-
1: Oh, that's a great oh, yeah, tip. Great that's see, I would have never, never heard that before. Yeah, that's a, take a great single
2: tip. Layer, first layer of clothes, take a pee, and it's always. been I mean, I've literally left hundreds and hundreds of elk. You know, because again, you're deep in there. You kill them in the evening. There's no chance of getting out at night. And uh, I mean, I've never once had any issues. For sure.
1: Very oh. cool. Awesome.
2: You know, and you see guys hanging. I don't even hang it. I I cut some you know limbs off of a pine tree. Take a pine bough, lay it down so air gets underneath it. Lay all your meat on that. Lay another pine bough on top. Lay that first layer of shirt. Uh, you know, something that stinks, take a pee, and, and you're golden. Absolutely. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> That's a good
1: yeah, idea. That is a great
0: idea. <laughs> so, got any more questions from uh, Facebook, Dave? Nope, we're
2: clean. Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bow Hunter Planet.
1: You know? What uh, what about, uh, just getting a little bit off subject here, but uh, where do you fish out there? Is The it plat? The...
0: Yeah, well, I
2: fish on reservoirs. So I'm, uh, oh, I'm yeah. an angler that spends all my time on reservoirs. I'm actually leaving right now for a guided walleye trip, so we're going to be night okay. trolling for big walleyes. Um, but, you know, we got giant northern pike. Uh, our biggest pike last year was 37 pounds. We Jeez, get huge plights. Uh, big walleyes. Our big walleye last year was 50. Pounds, we've got them up to 17 pounds. Um, giant rainbows, big lake trout. Uh, we get a little bit of everything. Big largemouth bass. I mean, not big compared to other places in the state, but or other places in the country. Uh, our state record for bass is 12 pounds. We get a lot of fish up to that seven, eight pounds. Yeah. Um, some, some tremendous fishing. Now, our water is few and far between. Um, and, you know, we don't have the water that the Midwest has. It's not a, a big lake. Uh, you don't have reservoirs everywhere, but the water that we have uh, is awesome. Great fishing and big fish.
0: I don't know. Some Colorado Grand sounds Lakers. better and better. Every... <laughs> <How's> uh, <you? laughs>
2: it's great hunting, great fishing. You got to commute a little bit to the water, but uh, but it's great for sure. And my uh, all my fishing stuffs on TightlineOutdoors uh, dot com and everything there. Facebook Tightline Outdoors that's the that's the name of the fishing business. We run a tournament series. Uh, we run a series called Ice Addiction. It's uh, it's a massive ice fishing tournament series in three states. Uh, we run a walleye tournament series, a bass tournament series, a carp tournament series. Uh, Guy do radio, TV, a little bit of everything. Now, do they do bow fishing out there at all? Do we do? As far as that goes, we're allowed rough fish. Uh, Just in the last couple years, they allowed uh, northern pike. Um, Cool, that has to be awesome. (laughs) I'm a pike angler, so I don't shoot them because I feel too bad. But we shoot a lot of carp. Uh, We shoot a lot of suckers. We shoot a lot of shad. Uh, A lot of opportunity for that. It's great. We have super clear water, so Mm -hmm. bow fishing wise. People freak out when they come here because most guys, you know, you're shooting when they're in the spawn. You're shooting at mm-hmm. moving weeds, and we can shoot carp 15 feet down if you can hit them with an arrow. And I want no in clear. Wow. The, we hunt them, and we're shooting fish all the way from April all the way until September. Nice. Uh, so you're not on spawning. You know, you can just go out in the lake find them uh, and have a day. So a lot of opportunity for bowfish. Sure. That's
1: cool. I think we got to move gotta this go. operation. How's your, how's your winter this year?
2: I went, it was super light, which, uh, is a love. hate. I live in the mountains, you know, having lack of snow. Um, it's going to be a terrible fire season. So we're really concerned about the fire season. Uh, as a hunter, I love it. You know, but let's just say you can see uh, a 10 to 15% antler growth in a, in a normal year. These wow, 20 to 25%. These animals are are super high in nutrition, super high on uh, overall health. The migrations were much less. So if, uh, a bull like where I'm hunting, and they might migrate ten miles to a winter ground. They probably only had to go five miles. They're not looking for grass; the grass is exposed. Uh, so as a hunter, everything lined up to to have an amazing year. And you know, we're not going to lose any animals. Uh, the fact that they're low on energy. The second that you know they might get a a month of extra horn type years when they immediately start uh, start growing, start feeding. So it's uh, it's great as a hunter.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, we, we appreciate you coming on and giving all these awesome tips. I think people learn quite a bit, and it's going to help them out a lot. I'm
2: on again, and uh, you know, let's start planning. You know, getting write that down, everybody. There, uh, you're putting in for Field your cat, uh April third, um, and then after that, we start doing a, a major scouting session. Is uh, starting in June, so uh, you know, let's get back on here in July. Let's talk about the animals we're seeing, and then we'll uh, we'll kill them three, four months later. And put them cool. on the
0: ground. dude. That cool. that sounds like a great plan. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. uh, Thanks for everybody on Facebook to join us and we'll catch you next time on the Bowhunter Planet Podcast Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet We'll catch you next time